Welcome to Relate with Miss Lisa and Ruben. Welcome season four to our brand new seasoned episodes. Alrighty then, take a listen to episode seven of season four. We're calling it Relationship Pressures, part 101. Listen to this relatable transparent segment of Miss Lisa and Ruben as they give their opinions on dating and relationships. That would cause you to get to that point. You know, how much would have to go wrong in a relationship that would cause the husband to shoot his wife during an argument or cause the wife to stab or cause the husband to stab his wife in front of their eight-year-old child who is now calling 911 saying, Daddy is stabbing mommy. I didn't see that, man. I've been working so hard. I mean, I'm I'm normally a news junkie. I didn't see none of that. And that was local news. That was special. That was local news. Um, yeah. Not to minimize it if it was somewhere else, but that, yeah, that's but, tragic. I mean, it's uh, it's evil in all forms, and it's like it's like evil just walking around in broad daylight and doing stuff mm-hmm. that used to be but, hidden. It's all in the open now. And you know, even with you know you're dating or you're married or about to be married. There's just so, there are so many pressures um, affecting that relationship. And I think it's just, you know, to some of the points that we've spoken about, you know, understanding your, your, um, your mate's body language. Because a lot of times people's body language are saying what they aren't verbalizing to you and being aware of that. And the ability to communicate to each other is so important. You know, these are hard times for everybody. <laughs> What's really going on? It just has the potential to affect, you know, anything and everything has the potential to affect your relationship. And the key is how do you handle that? Well, you know, uh, when you ask me, help you with it to start this podcast uh, and become a part of it and when I thought about it I'm like okay well there's plenty of relationship advice out there why would why would we be one more and then you explain you know we would be putting ourselves out there while we in dating mode we'll be putting our day to day uh, lives out there, what dating is like for uh, two middle-aged adults, uh, and which is no different from dating with two younger adults. So I figured, you know, well, okay. When I finally agreed, I say, okay, well, we'll keep it light. This, we'll keep it light. Uh, surely we won't encounter uh, certain areas uh, that we refuse to uh, venture in. I mean, we may encounter them, but we can we can refuse to venture in them. But uh, the more we deeper I dig into this relationship uh, situation with you, live, I might add, you know, maybe we need to dig deeper and talk about this because it's just our opinions anyway. We're not professionals at it. We're just talking to people talking about our opinions on 
the things that we find out together and we we experience together while dating. So maybe we ought to, to you know, thinking about somebody dating uh, for the first time or something. Maybe we ought to talk about uh, a person's breaking point. I mean, that's to really seriously get into, but everybody has breaking points. You know, how do you recognize? True, everybody does have a breaking point. Yeah, and, and I think that there are a lot of signs given before they get to that point. Exactly, and that's that's the that's the segment. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we ought to dive into it on, on maybe not today, but maybe on, on a future podcast series. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you know, I, I certainly have dealt with someone's breaking points. And I think you have too. So, uh, became a victim of someone's breaking point. And of course, God delivered me from it and told me never to go back to it again, to that type of behavior. But how do you, how can you tell if the person you laying down having children with, making love to, is the same person that's going to take you out in front of the children that you guys made together it's incomprehensible to even really dive into and think about it too too deep because that's some pure evil stuff that's some pure evil evil crap right there i don't even know if i want to talk about it yes it is and it was just a thought i just remembered that and i was just thinking about you know how much went wrong and was wrong that brought them to that point or brought the husbands to that point because it was it was a man's violence on the woman well i'm sure they're going to do the normal things you know uh he, he's still living um well the one that stabbed the wife in front of the eight-year-old child uh then uh, tried to kill himself with a knife so last i heard he was in the hospital Okay. In critical condition. Critical condition. Um, well, if they bring them back, you know they're gonna do the yeah. normal stuff. Uh, the normal stuff is, you know, do do a psychological test on them, mm-hmm. and uh, gonna get some uh, uh, state attorney and try to prove uh, insanity. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So they didn't uh, put forth any motive at that time, I guess, because they didn't really have anybody to talk to. If she's dead, he's critical. So. They couldn't say what uh, brought that on, but the one that shot the wife—I um, don't think they found him. I know he left town, or he was on the run, so I haven't heard that they have found him. But she had filed for uh, divorce. That's what I was going to ask before you got there. I was going to say, I mean, uh, uh, um, wonder—is it another case of a woman, you know, letting her man know, "Hey, I'm leaving," and he just never saw himself without her. If I can't have you, nobody else can. Kind of breaking point, kind of attitude. Yeah, that's that's deranged. Uh, it's almost like human trafficking, but legally, <laughs> you're legally married. But it's kidnapping. I mean, she she's saying she's ready to leave. She has the right to leave and keep her life. You making a choice to take her life because she chooses to live a life without you. Man, man. <clears throat> well, 
that's no, I didn't mean to dive into such a heavy conversation. Well, that, that's what I but said. You did ask what was on my mind. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, uh, that's one of the things that uh, can interrupt you while you're you're in falling in love and you're dating and all that. Mm. These uh, these things is happening all around you. You know, you can't ignore them all. And then you got to consider, hey, you know, uh, that could have been anybody. You could have met the wrong person. And he was sweet all the way until he wasn't. And I'm sure they saw the signs. I'm sure they saw the signs. And maybe decided to stay to, I don't know. Let me, don't, don't get me started on that. Uh, the the, uh, the pe- person who, the perpetrator is the one that, man, uh, when you think about it, you mean that guy been walking around all this time free? You know, and he was already unhinged. <laughs> now that child is going to need help the rest of his or her life. Yeah, they mentioned that because it, it happened literally in front of the child and then the child was on the phone trying to get help and was, you know, telling the 911 person that daddy was stabbing mommy. So the child told the story in detail. You know, that child is already messed up. It's going to take some heavy praying and Lots and lots and lots of love and support that that child don't turn out like his daddy because of the trauma he witnessed upon his mom. Ooh, yeah, that's a heavy one, Miss Lisa. <laughs> uh, that's a heavy one right there. You gave me something else to pray for, though. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, I, I think the times that we live in are causing lots of pressures on couples, whether you are um, dating or married or whatever, just living together. Um, there's lots of pressures. You know, jobs are being eliminated every day for people. Um, the price of everything has gone up, putting a strain oh, on oh, yeah, the budgets. So I think, you know, from what we said, you know, getting to know your partner, You'll know when that person is stressed. You'll know when he or she is upset. You'll know when something seems off. And then that communication. I mean, it's one thing when you're trying to communicate with somebody and they refuse to communicate with you. That should always be a red flag. So again, communication is just key. Um, you know, like you said, if, if we have a budget together, and you have one person that is consistently not staying within that budget, that's going to cause some problems in a relationship. Do you not agree? But yeah, I agree. No. Well, I said, you know, if a couple is together and um, they have one person that's not staying within the budget or respecting the budget, that's going to cause problems in that relationship. And I said, would you not agree? Well, yeah, I mean, any, anytime, if anytime you're going to spend outside the budget, that should be discussed and agreed upon, like, just like you do any contract, you know, just because you love each other don't mean you recklessly spend, you know, you still have to survive and it's supposed to be surviving better because you put this two uh, incomes instead of one. So, 
Of course, that uh, that needs to be settled early on. The minute you two people decide, I think that uh, hey, uh, I'm going to commit myself to you. Uh, that means uh, even my resources. You know, if I have to do certain things, I'm I'm rerouting my bu my budget. You start at some point, and I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with me, but at some point. Once you've started committing yourself with each other, you start at budgeting, uh, make it towards that, you know, the, the, the person in your life. Now. You start to share certain things, you know, as you see fit. I mean, it's, it's trusting and revealing is it's really just making yourself, you have to really be vulnerable, making yourself vulnerable, rather. Because at some point in time, if you guys are talking about a life together, you're going to be operating under one budget anyway. It doesn't matter how many side accounts you have, you're still going to have to operate out of one budget that you both have access to. And that budget, even if it's a budget just paying for the living expenses, you're still going to be operating out of a budget, vacation budget. You both should be operating out of the emergency fund budget. So if anyone operates outside of those budgets, that should be discussed between the two of you. And it should be agreed upon if that's okay. You know, if, uh, if a spending budget needs to uh, be set aside for something, you know, to keep from spending out of the, uh, you know, cost of living, uh, budget and the others then so be it but the smallest amount ought to be poured into that so for those of you who don't have budgets maybe establishing a budget would be a good thing establish more than one that's a key actually keep track of where your money's going mm -hmm. so that all the parties involved know where the money is going i think back to i watched this dr phil episode I don't remember how long ago it was, but it kind of dealt with, they were dealing with finances and uh, this guy was trying to keep a budget for his family, but the wife would pretty much just go and do what she wanted to do. So she liked Starbucks coffee. So in the morning, as she on the way to school, she would stop and she and the three kids will all get Starbucks coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I know enough to know that Starbucks, you're paying probably five or six dollars for a cup of coffee. Yeah, that was that was four or five years ago. <laughs> it might be more now. Exactly. So you know, he's saying so every day. You know, for for these four individuals, you know, that's like twenty five dollars a day just on coffee. That's correct. That sounds about right. And so you know, again, he's trying to keep a budget for his family so that they can do all those things. You know, take vacations, have money for emergencies, so on and so forth. And wife, could he had talked to the wife about, okay, you know, you're spending too much money just on coffee. You know, this is not a necessity. This is a want, and we can't afford this. And she clearly did not agree with him. Well, so this was causing issues in their their marriage. I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was gonna say exactly that. 
when you deny someone their guilty pleasures, it's not going to always be, uh, okay, uh, I'll agree, okay. They're, you know, when you deny someone's their guilty pleasures, a lot of times, like, how dare you take this away from me? Yeah, denying someone their guilty pleasures is, is uh, right, you got to pick your battles, basically. You know, when you're talking budget, you got to pick your battles. Uh, you know, if there's anybody uh, caught up on their guilty pleasures, you're going to have to agree that when you have to tighten the budget, that guilty pleasures need to be put on the sidelines. Nobody's saying that you can't enjoy life. And have your guilty pleasures. You just can't have them every day until we get our footing back. You know what? Some people don't want to give them up at all. If I say, Lisa, I'm sorry, honey. You can't go. I know it's been months. You can't go get your eyelashes done. (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) Honey, your eyes are beautiful. You don't need lashes anyway, honey. No. Okay, what was that you mentioned about? You got to know which battles to fight? Uh <laughs> exactly, uh, Miss Lisa. You can't go get those nails done. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. Those are realities, man. So, so that's that's what I'm talking about. Guilty pleasures, man. If we start talking about what we really don't need, oh man, you're in for a fight. You don't need all that. You don't need. How you know what I need? Because you think I don't need it, don't mean I don't need it. Yeah, that's, mm. yes. You uh, you almost have to uh, in a relationship. You almost have to when you guys are really getting ready to combine incomes and budgets. You, you almost have to go ahead and hire a professional to uh, teach you guys teach you how to do it, proper way of doing it. And, you know, because I, I mean, I I know what if I know about investments and you don't, but to you, investing money is just like throwing money in the trash. And to me, you know, investing money is no is growth is is generational wealth. That's a battle to someone who who's never invested, and to the investor. So yes, yeah, that's uh, that's some deep underbelly stuff too. You're bringing some heavy segments this way, sister. There's some heavy. I hope we're not getting ready to get into some deep podcast uh, segments. If we do, I hope you, you know we, we get in our word and and have a bright side to to it from the word. There's always a bright side to it from the word. It's always a bright side, and we are considering all sides because all of this is still relative to a relationship. Yeah, it's just some portions I don't want to do. I just don't want to visit because it's just I'm attorney. I still want to do love languages. Yeah. Well, maybe love languages be a, a good good source to, to do after this. Join us again for another transparent, exciting, and opinionated episode of Relate with Miss Lisa and Ruben. Okay, family. Happy dating and date happy.